Good morning. It's 11 minutes before 8 a.m. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW in Sitka. Today is Wednesday, December 27, 2023. I'm Peter Apathy with Raven News. Visit Sitka has secured money to cover operations through the end of 2024, but the organization may see more scrutiny from the Sitka Assembly during the budget process for next year. When the Assembly met on Tuesday, it approved an additional $150,000 from the Visitor Enhancement Fund for the Sitka Chamber of Commerce to provide visitor services through next December. The city contracts with the Chamber to provide visitor services, which they do through their nonprofit arm, Visit Sitka. Much of the funding for those services comes from the city's bed tax. Assemblymember Tor Christensen opposed the additional funds. He said that Visit Sitka is too focused on cruise visitors. Because, again, I feel like it is morphed into a cruise ship passenger support system. And we've, you know, talking about the wayfinding and and all the, and the, the, the magazine and some of it is dual use, but mostly it's for cruise ship passengers. And this isn't cruise ship passenger money. This is independent traveler money. Much of the funding for those services comes from the city's bed tax, which is collected from travelers staying at hotels or other temporary lodging in Sitka. Assemblymember Tim Pike agreed with Christensen that the contract between the Chamber of Commerce and the city needed to be revisited. However, Pike said they'd agreed to fund the contract for visitor services through the fiscal year, and that's what this vote was about. You know, what you're saying is absolutely correct. Now is the moment where we should start talking about this, but I think it's all in laying out what we are going to ask for when we, when we are offering RFP as opposed to, you know, this is what we've already agreed to do with this group, and, you know, this gets them through the end of their, their contract. Ultimately, the Assembly approved the item 5-1 to one on second reading with Christensen opposed. We'll have more coverage of last night's Assembly meeting on Raven News tonight. Police arrested a Sitka man on Saturday after he allegedly barricaded himself in an apartment and told police he had a firearm. 47-year-old James Thompson faces two felony charges of terroristic threatening in the second degree and a misdemeanor assault charge. Police say they were attempting to contact Thompson about an open warrant at his arrest in, at his residence rather in the Sawmill Creek apartment complex at about 2 p.m. on Saturday. According to court documents, Thompson refused to open the door to the officer and then barricaded himself in the apartment, stating he had a weapon. Sitka Police Department spokesperson Serena Wilde said that was when the situation escalated. The officer felt like Mr. Thompson could then be a threat to other people if he did have a weapon and was going to try and use it to get the officers away from his door. Police deployed a smoke grenade and two flashbang grenades and then forcibly breached the door to the apartment. Thompson was taken into custody without further incident. A preliminary hearing is set for January 4th in Sitka. Three teenagers and an adult survived a car accident over the weekend and avoided serious injuries after a truck rolled over on Sawmill Creek Road. Police and fire responded to a call shortly before 5 p.m. Saturday afternoon of a single vehicle rollover in the 3000 block of Sawmill Creek Road where a Ford F-150 truck had crashed into the rock wall along the road. Police spokesperson Serena Wild says all four people were taken to Mount Edgecombe Medical Center for examination and were reportedly in good condition. The driver and two of the three passengers were under 18. Alcohol is believed to be a factor. 
Teacher salaries in Alaska are slightly ahead of the national average, but significantly behind the cost of living in the state. New data from the Alaska Department of Labor indicate that other states have been quicker to adjust the salaries of educators to compensate for higher costs, while Alaska, at one time the most attractive state for teachers to work, has fallen further behind. KCEW's Robert Woolsey reports. You still hear people grumble occasionally about teacher pay. They work only nine months of the year and yet draw higher salaries than many year-round workers. At one time, Alaska teachers really were the kings and queens of the hill. In 1980, according to a report in the latest issue of Alaska Economic Trends from the State Department of Labor, teacher pay in Alaska was 170% of the U.S. national average. Today, New York pays its teachers the most, and it's just 140% above the national average. Alaska teachers also had a pension plan that paid them a percentage of their salaries for life, along with full medical benefits. All told, labor economists argue that it gave Alaska a huge competitive advantage attracting teachers, despite a higher cost of living and the adjustment to a remote rural life. But that gravy train has long since left the station. Alaska pays the 10th highest average teacher salaries now, and the post-retirement benefits have all but disappeared. This is Mike Vieira, the president of the union representing teachers in Sitka, speaking to the school board during contract negotiations in the spring of 2022. They don't have the flexibility to wait for their salary to increase because they need to take those dollars and put them in account and let them sit for as many years as possible so that they can have a chance of success in retirement. They don't have access to social security. They have one leg to stand on in retirement and it's based on the amount of money that they earn today. Beginning in 2006, all new teachers in Alaska had to save for retirement if they were to have a retirement at all. No social security and no monthly pension checks. Still, the 10th highest salaries in the nation is not too bad, right? That might pencil out, except Alaska is among the five most expensive states to live in. That list includes Hawaii, Massachusetts, California, and New York. And while all those states used to trail Alaska in teacher pay, they've done better keeping up with rising costs. New York, Massachusetts, and California are one, two, and three in teacher pay nowadays. Hawaii is just behind Alaska at number 16. The economists in the State Department of Labor trace the drop-off in Alaska's teacher salaries to the mid-1990s, when a statewide retirement incentive program saw many older, highly paid teachers leave their jobs to be replaced by less expensive younger teachers. That knocked Alaska's average pay quite far down the list, and it's never rebounded. And inflation has done the rest. According to the Trends Report, national inflation over the last three decades was 108 percent, and Alaska is only one of four states to raise teacher salaries by less than 70 percent over those 30 years. And teachers have been hit particularly hard. Adjusting for inflation, real wages for all other workers in the state have risen 1 percent since the millennium, Those with bachelor's degrees have seen almost a 5% increase. Teachers, meanwhile, have experienced a real wage decrease of about 4% in the last 20 years. The Trends Report comes just as Alaska's school districts are preparing to write their budgets for next year. Most of those budgets are teacher salaries. In Sitka, it's about 80%. 
and yet not enough. Sitka School Board President Tristan Gavon is one of many advocates across the state who believe Alaska's education budget should account for inflation and reverse over 20 years of declining teacher pay. His frustration was evident at a board meeting one year ago. Our teachers need and deserve better pay and benefits. But as a school board and as a district, we have no way to raise revenues. So are largely at the mercy of the state and local government. And by extension, Alaska and Sitka residents. And based on data and trends, the opposite may be happening. Teachers who began in 2020 started at least 3% lower than those in the past, and that pay gap has expanded over time. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Robert Woolsey. Russia will no longer be able to sell seafood to U.S. markets after processing products through other countries. That's the gist of an executive order President Joe Biden signed earlier on Friday to close a loophole after the federal government banned direct seafood imports from Russia last year. Senator Gary Stevens is president of the Alaska State Senate and represents fishing communities like Kodiak and Homer. It's really unfair, and I'm glad it's going to be resolved here. And, you know, it just really has an impact on everyone in Kodiak, both uh, both the processors and the fishermen and and the workers in the plants and all that. You know, uh, it'll just make up a level field that we can all uh, fairly uh, deal with. Fisheries have been struggling this year, and marketing executives and processors alike have blamed Russia for flooding markets with its seafood as a major reason for low prices offered to Alaska fishermen. The initial ban on Russian seafood was enacted after the country invaded Ukraine. While Russian seafood processors have been unable to directly export products to the United States since then, they've gotten around the ban by having fish processed or, quote, significantly modified in other countries like China. U.S. Senator Dan Sullivan said he's been working on closing this loophole since the initial ban on Russian seafood. It's a long overdue win for Alaskan fishermen, American fishermen, for sustainable and environmentally sound fisheries for the numerous coastal communities in Alaska that support our fishing fleet. Sullivan says this opens a huge market for domestic seafood producers to fill demand and hopes it will help raise prices for Alaska fishermen. We have plenty of fish in Alaska that can source any of these products that you need. Sullivan also touted Alaska's standards for environmental protection and labor reputation when compared to its Russian and Chinese counterparts. He said that starting today, no new contracts can be signed to import Russian seafood from other countries. He also said any existing contracts must also be fulfilled or surrendered within the next 60 days. And that's all for Raven News for this hour. You can listen to or read our stories again on our website at kcaw.com. 